You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Final Wrestling Place. Final Wrestling Place. Well, you've been a busy little bee this weekend, huh? Making towns, brother. Yeah, towns. going back to the old stomping, huh? Yes, sir. How does it feel? So I know nobody involved listens to this. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're in a... Umbrella, uh, we're in the trust tree. Yes. How does it feel to be the best looking person in a wedding party? I don't know, man. Uh, No, 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 not even close. Not even close. You were a big, thick boy. You were smiling in all the pictures. He is stuck in 2014, where emo or 2004, where like emo is the thing to be. Like long hair, like moody pictures. Yeah, he's a great looking dude. He's I'll, all right. I'll still give him the advantage. I'll gladly no, be no, too, but I, no. Oh, thank you. Get, get get yourself over, kid. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like I don't know. I'm forty now or something. It feels you're the youngest out of all of them. Yeah, I am. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it must have just felt good to be the biggest. Because oh, I was man, always, like, the look, skinniest. You look like you could have eaten all four of them. It's like, yeah, I'll eat your lunch. And your wife's take... lunch. <laughs> right. And your baby's lunch. Yeah. To Give go. me your lunch money. Please. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah. Marcus uh, Marcus Wedden Jones over here. It's me. Yeah. What now? I know. Okay. So, I know it's a, it's a formal church wedding right Mm -hmm. yeah so there's no like secular stuff going on like dancing you mean fun no yeah no fun the fun is in the food i've come to find that at uh, christian weddings is it though for you for me because it's like almost always barbecue that's right because we southern we southern baptist folk don't know nothing besides picking a pig apart and stuffing it down our faces. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I loaded up on like three plates of barbecue. Good Lord. Was it buffet yeah. style? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like have the servers dip you up some. But it was pretty much, you know, all you can eat within uh, about an hour. Maybe it was about 45 minutes. But I made sure to get me three plates full of barbecue sammies, barbecue on the side, and brisket, and mashed potatoes. Yes. Uh, now, was this at the home church? Uh, the wedding was at the home church, which is like they got that new like five million dollar building, which if like you knew that was how much it cost and you saw it, you're like, uh, y'all might I mean, I'm sure it was five million after everything that was done to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the wedding was there. The reception was over in Chesapeake. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. A bit it was of supposed a hype. to be at, it was supposed to be in Fort Eustis, and something something another happened. So where in Chesapeake was it? I couldn't even tell you. Like, was it like Western Branch 
Ch- Chesapeake or was no, it like no? It was like way way out there. Chesapeake. Was it like Great Bridge? Like, like get a lot closer to Virginia Beach, Chesapeake. Like my my old my my last apartment, Chesapeake. Right. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, for those of you who are in the seven five seven. Uh, you, huh? just, you just got a little bit of us, but uh, yeah, man, it was good to see you getting pictures in in a suit. How did you like being forced into the navy blue suit game? It ain't so bad, is it? Hated it. <laughs> it looked good, man. Well, thanks. Uh, hated it, and then somebody made the comment that we all looked like a bunch of mini Trumps. Just an observation that he wears navy yeah. blue and with white the red. shirt and the red tie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was instantly like, <sighs> now, hopefully it was said not in a positive light. No, it was not, which was very, uh, <laughs> it was, that was very pleasing. Hopefully that was Mrs. Jordan. No, I, I forget who said it. Somebody said it. Or it Mrs. was Bounds. Abby's observation. <laughs> I think I think Ryan the the groom said it because his uh, his lady who picked everything out noticed it after the fact. <sighs> she's she is cool. She's uh, okay. she is what I'd like to call an ally. Okay, I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah, we need them. We need the allies. Yes. But good man, I'm glad you're back. Now glad there's to be back and... now there's nothing left except uh, real Rumble Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah, just about. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Why would you look at me like I was crazy? I got another show. Uh, the, oh, the are, fake, we doing, uh, are we doing plugs up front? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, the, plug the up fake, front. What do you got? The, the fake heavyweight show for Camp Loop Frog. Fake heavyweight? Well, it's, it's not all heavyweights. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Isn't it a heavyweight state of mind? Not to me. <laughs> if I'm like, oh... So like all these little companies do like, oh, middleweights, oh, <laughs> cruiserweights, oh, the best juniors around, light heavyweight action. Can I just show up because I'm like, I know how to do a couple arm drags and a little bouncy off the second rope? <laughs> no. I, I need you to be more like Cranky JR. I need you to take five-hour drives before every podcast so I can get, so I can get Cranky Marcus. It bugs me. It bugs me. Here I am thinking that big men, big people, finally going to have the right platform, right? I Showcase mean, the way the business is supposed to be so who, back when it used to make money. So who who's in here that, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Super Brawl Saturday. I'm trying to look to see who is promoted that would have gotten you this upset. It's just about every other tag on name. Oh, there's a tag team full of no heavyweights, right? Or here's an eight person. Oh, they're, but they're called Weenie Weights. Is the show called Weenie Weights? No, or is it called Heavyweights? Okay, but as a guy who went to a deathmatch tournament and participated in the softcore stuff, that was then. No, it's the same thing. <laughs> okay, that's one. Yeah, uh, this is one. What, yeah, that's one match. What else you got? You stop scrolling. Keep I scrolling did, up. I did, I'm we'll scrolling see a whole down. Bunch of suspect people. I'm looking. 
It's not like I don't like these people. I'm just saying this is supposed to be a big boy show. A boy as in B-O-I. Uh, hopefully that's all inclusive. This is supposed to be a big person Gender show. Gender neutral boy. There it is. Gender neutral boy. Oh, man, there's a lot of heavyweights in this piece. Is it all or a lot? Well, I don't know. I don't have the run sheet. I don't know. Everybody is here. But everybody I'm seeing, it's not like a... Not and what's in, a heavyweight? What is a heavyweight? What's the what's the cutoff? What's the well? WWE would have you believe it's two hundred and six pounds, Marcus. Right. What's yeah. the independent version? There is no version. There is no version. One hundred and sixty. To use your quote, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. I'm about to not exist if I see another non-heavyweight put on the show. I will not exist on that show day. I'll straight up. No show. Big Calix would be big upset if you didn't show up. You Don't could just book another cruiserweight to take my spot. Nah, man. Ain't no cruiserweights to do what you do. Dog spot. Liver spot. Walt spot. Uh, uh, um, the, the target mascot spot. <laughs> my spot. That's right. Oh, man. Welcome to the final wrestling place. I'm Tim as Marcus takes a drink out of his McDonald's cup. It's tea. It was tea. I know. That's yeah. why I, I didn't say what it was. McDonald's I, tea. Yeah. McDonald's, yeah. That's like the only acceptable thing to get there. Correct. Yeah. I am still Marcus. Though. You Thank you. And <laughs> it's graduation week two. Last week we covered Kalito and Nick Dinsmore, a.k.a. Eugene. This week. We're doing some tag team action play. We watched SmackDown. We saw Teddy Long come back. So immediately we just want to do tag teams and stuff. Holla, 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 holla. Holla, holla. You did watch SmackDown, right? No. Oh, no? No, I was busy. Wedding oh. stuff. Boo. Well, Teddy Long came back. Did some holla, holla stuff. <laughs> was he here to get MF and paid? Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was... Stay back. Six feet. That's right. Get back. <laughs> he was here for that. Uh, but we're doing tag teams. You can see it in the title, but we're going to tell it to you anyways. We are doing two of our favorite developmental tag teams that eventually got called up. And we are not discriminating on gender this time. Mm-mm. We are covering the <laughs> I have to I have to purposely put it in my head to not call them the assumption. <laughs> the ascension and the two conics, the iconics. So we're talking about Connor, Victor, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. God tier Billy Kay. Yes. All of them. God tier all of them. It's true. That's also true. Why are you looking around? <laughs> Stop. Reasons. Just lock the door. Reasons. I got stuff to do up here. I'm, ma- I'm fixing a divot. <laughs> He's fixing a divot. He's fixing a divot. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to be doing this. We were uh, hashing it out back and forth between the two of us. We threw some names around, and now and he wanted to go back to the same. He was trying to dip into the same he being Marcus pronouns, pal. He was trying to dip into the same era we did last time. I was like, uh, uh, let's get a little newer. What is oh. that? What is that face, Jim? Her sassafras. Yeah, I really do need you to be in like. I need you to take a five hour drive every. Sunday for podcast. I'm so disrespectful. You right are now. in a pocket, <laughs> sir. This is it. 
Maybe we should have done somebody you could slam dunk on because this is going to be a lot of nice stuff. We're just gonna... Maybe we'll, we'll slam dunk on the company for blowing the two greatest tag teams of our generation. Whoa, okay. We're going to get started right away. So to let everybody, remind everybody rather of how we're doing this here thing, it's the three simple rules format. You've seen it from our wedding season. You've seen it from Intercontinental Champions of Never World Champion. You've seen it in a plethora of other places here on the podcast. But we're talking about their pre-debut hype, the hype of their actual debut, and of course, their rookie campaign and the impact that it left on the company at large. Do you want to go heads or tails first? Tails it is. Okay, so who's tails? <laughs> the assumption. All right, we're call we're going assumption. <laughs> Um, crazy enough, I know a lot of people probably already know this, but um, we're talking to the people like they don't, uh, the Ascension used to be more than just Connor and Victor, That's right. Rick Victor and Connor O'Brien. Apparently Tito Cologne was a part of it. Raquel. Who? Yeah. I think that, I think Tito Cologne is, uh, is, uh, Epico. I think. Yeah, okay, that's Epico. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and Raquel Diaz is a part of that group. Oh, no, not that guy. Oh, no. Yeah, Ra- Raquel Diaz, and then there's another guy who we won't yeah, talk that, about. Yeah, that's the other guy. That's the guy who got kicked out of the group. Yikes. I think yeah. uh, that's... um. That's a no-go. Bam with an R, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Heard he's fighty. Heard he gets spidey. Does. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Bad place, bad place Hall of Famer actually. Bad place Hall of Famer, Bam with a R. Yeah, he's very mm. much uh, in the same pocket as uh, as the um, what you call them boys, the hate hate boys, the Harrises. That's it. I forgot what their name was. I had some pizza and maybe some cinnamon toast crunch. So I'm I'm living my best life today. Wired. I'm, I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. So, Connor and Victor, the Ascension aren't a team until like almost two years after the group, the Ascension debuts. Mm-hmm. And this is after we see Connor in his first form um, as like the rat guy. Do you remember that from NXT? I remember that in season two, is that the first season or two, the uh, second season. season two. Yeah yeah. 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 Season two. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, He, he was a guy who was like, even at that point, he had already been in developmental for a while. So it's like, when are they ever actually going to like call this dude up? Right. And then he gets called up and he's a part of this. Like he's in this. Uh, I really hated that gimmick. That rat gimmick. The, the just something. You got to do something. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? But he made the best of it, and you know he didn't. Uh, he didn't make a complete uh, joke of himself. He was actually in season three of NXT because I think Stand NXT corrected. two was. Um, I'm trying to remember what NXT two was. Oh, that was uh, the Husky Harris boy, right? Yeah, and McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. I was positive. Uh, old Rick Victor was part of that, though. Not Rick Victor. Excuse me, uh, Connor O'Brien. 
But now, all right, season three sounds now right. Now I want to look. Now I want to look at my NXT seasons. Yeah, because season two was, oh, yeah, season two was, uh, I'll name them from least important to most important in season two. I'm going to go quick, good place, bad place as you name people. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, eliminated week week four, Titus O'Neil. Good place. Great, good place, Hall of Famer. Eliminated week eight, Eli Cottonwood. Bad place. Uh, eliminated week ten, Lucky Cannon. Lucky Cannon. Bad place. Uh, eliminated week eleven, Percy Watson. Bad place. No, no, don't put Percy into bad place. Wrestler Percy, bad place. Commentator Percy, good place. No, man. Percy, Showtime Percy. Watson. No. Come on, man. No. Week 11, Haskey Harris. Oh, you were just talking about all these heavyweights, and now we get to a real heavyweight, a real big thick boy, and now you're about to put Husky Harris in the bad place. Need I remind you, he's married to JoJo. He's good place. Thank you. Week 13, your man. To A bomb from A Rye, <laughs> Alex Riley. I thought he was gonna be WWE champion. Uh, he's a good placer though. No, how is he a good placer? And Percy Watson's a bad placer. He's a good place. So here's why Percy Watson is a bad is a bad placer. His gimmick was that he is entertaining. It was Showtime, baby. Don't tell me that you are entertaining. Show me that you are entertaining by doing something. But like, don't be like, I'm entertaining. Yeah. No. Yes. No, you're not. No. Good enough. No. Yo, he I'm clapped not. his hands and do the, the rain thing. I'm not for it. I'm not here for, for it. it. You don't He's like black driver. You don't too. like black people. And the semifinalist, uh, Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> Go ahead now. Go ahead. The B team and uh the stuff with the Miz, like he really turned a corner towards the end. Yeah, he did. I think he dug himself out of the bad place and into the good place. Mm-hmm. Just enough. And then the winner of that season. Who was the winner of season two? Would you like to know who his pro or pros were? Oh. Yes. Warrior. You better say his name right. <laughs> yes. Caval. Good old. Caval with a Q? Yes. Silent Q. Silent Q. Yeah. The best he ever was. God, it was actually season four. Season three was the all-girls season. Okay, I knew there was a girl season in there very yep. early. Yep, but he was a... Oh, my gosh, that's such a small season. Connor wasn't season two? Connor was, in, was season two. Connor was not in season two. He was in season four. Really? All right. Yeah, with... Uh, it was a very small season. With... Uh, Jacob Novak, Byron Saxton, Derek Bateman, Brodus Clay, and Johnny Curtis. You ever heard any of them? I have. Sure. Um, But yeah, and then he was, of course, Connor was a part of the uh, NXT redemption season that literally would never end. That one went like over a full year. It was 59 weeks, bro. (laughs) 59 weeks. I actually watched most of that third season or that uh, NXT NXT redemption season. Because it was all on like uh, WWE.com, right? Yeah, pretty much. And... 
I liked it because it started to morph into like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because there was a bunch of like infighting stuff and like, especially yeah. between like Bateman and uh, Maxine. Yeah. That was good. Uh, or, and Johnny Curtis and Maxine. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of um, like they didn't have they didn't have stakes, so they had to like make stakes. Yeah, and it was entertaining. I, like, yeah. I I found it entertaining. I was very entertained by uh, see that they didn't tell me that it was entertaining. Just told me it was NXT, and I actually found it to be entertaining. Oh, you don't say, you don't say it was entertaining. But uh, we got all this to- all that topic to talk about Connor being a rat boy. Uh, but eventually he finds himself in this like utopian, almost blade world where he becomes a vampire, I guess. I don't know. Like he, he's not a vampire, but he hangs out at like the, at the bar that Gangrel owns, right? Like the same one that, uh, Damien Priest. Is yes. From. Yes. The live forever bar. <laughs> um, and eventually we get, yep. Yeah, bow and arrow in the sky. Shoot it. Um, but eventually, so we get to the actual Ascension themselves and the group that we get as the Ascension are the ones that we're going to talk about don't even come to pass until we're saying like middle 2013. Yep. That's it. Yep. June 2013. Yeah. Like, and I feel like this was, I like, I had to go back and find the old Ascension. Like, I knew that Bam with an R was in it, and it was mm-hmm. like, that was the original team with Connor. Yeah. But I feel like going back and watching that stuff and then watching the stuff with Connor and Victor, Connor and Victor is definitely the better team. Without question. Yeah. And they definitely catch their stride. I remember them being as dominant as dominant could be as a tag team. In NXT. Talk about taking a page out of the Paul Heyman ECW playbook. Accentuate the positives and hide the negatives. They accentuated all of the positives of the assumption. And I feel... Big, yeah. powerful, face paint, explosive, fun, exciting. Yes. And I feel like the Ascension... I almost called them the Assumption. The Ascension wouldn't work anywhere else besides NXT. And I think they, that's a I think that's a bit of foreshadowing. Yes. More so because NXT and that group at the at the original full sale, whatever WWE or whatever NXT was trying at the time, whatever they're trying, the NXT universe just grabbed it. It was like, "Yep, we accept it." This, this is, is fun. T- this is the team. Yeah. Cool. It's our team. <laughs> so much so that like Connor O'Brien ends up stealing uh, Hack Myers's stick from ECW uh-huh. and just starts Sean. Remember the kicks in the corner. Yeah. 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 And it, like that got over. Yeah. Uh, and then the fall of man. <laughs> yes. I remember the name this time instead of calling it. I forget what else I call it. 
But yeah, Fall of Man, aka Total Elimination. Total Elimination. Uh yeah. And they are I believe to this day, I wanna say they're the longest reigning NXT tag team champions of all time. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I don't think Undisputed Era. I think they might have came close, but they didn't get it. Yeah, so the Undisputed sure it's still the Era. Assumption. Undisputed Era had a 219-day reign, 187, and 180. So combined, they have the Ascension beat. Mm-hmm. But singular in, reign. In one reign. Connor and Victor were a day away from a year as NXT tag team champions. Wonderful. Before losing the titles to the Lucha booties. Yeah. And we had that run of a whole bunch of nothing happening tag teams. Yes. Cause it was the Lucha booties. And then I was like, I think it was Blake and Murphy. Yes, I think that's right. And they had yeah. an unusually long tag team title reign for no reason. The VOD villains win the titles. And then we get to the NXT tag team championship resurgence with the alphas and the DIYs and the, the, ghetto, revival. the ghetto revival, King of the Burbs. Um, but the Ascension man were like, one of the only like real shining points for me, at least for NXT during this time period from 2013 to 2014, like there's some stuff going on with NXT. All right. Like Kevin Owens is around there, right? Yeah. But doesn't Kevin Owens come till like, it's much later. Like near the end of this. Yes. Yeah. Because the Ascension are one of the first take like NXT call ups. Right. From which, NXT as we know it. Because they were like fully established NXT guys. Yeah. Like Neville was called up. Yes. Harper and Rowan was called up. Yes. With Bray. Mm-hmm. But like. As the Wyatt family is unit, they weren't in NXT nearly as long as the Ascension. The Ascension was like the first real NXT mainstay call up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And then like after that, like after that, the the grouping or the 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 duration of time in NXT gets gradually shorter. Mm -hmm. But so needless to say the hype for Connor and Victor out of this world. Yeah. Like Uh, big green check marks, big green check marks. Um, They, they hang around in NXT a little bit after losing the tag titles. Um, but unlike a lot of NXT call-ups, they aren't a WrestleMania night after WrestleMania debut. That's right. They because actually, we, were, yeah. we were talking about this and I was like, I can't pinpoint when they got called up. I knew it wasn't WrestleMania, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly where it was. Yep. And it was, they had promo videos 
throughout the month of December before debuting the last night or the last Raw of 2014. And so our window for the assumption is December 2014 to December 2015. And they're real hot out of the gate starting because they have, they're cutting these promos that they're smashing on like demolition and the powers. Basically any tag team that was ever face painted and jacked, they went after pretty much. And they just started like smashing teams. Yeah. But it was like, this was the first example as, as you, you pointed to where the energy of full sale does not translate to Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, or Sheboygan or whatever. Right, famous, whatever whatever fill in the B-town. blank B-Town or C-Town, right? You might get that with a Chicago or Brooklyn, but you're not going to get it consistently for 52 weeks. Yeah. And so they kind of like, I don't know if they panic or what the idea was, but they just start openly comparing them to, like you said, Demolition, and the Road Warriors, and the Powers of Pain. And it just, the Ascension were different. Right. Yes, there's influence, clear influence there that's undeniable. But they were their own entity. Yes. They weren't a ripoff completely of 80s tag teams. Like they had like the the what do you call that? What's that gimmick? Uh, the the they got the the triangle with the eye, the Illuminati thing. Yeah, right. They got the Illuminati stuff going on. It's like okay, this could get interesting, and they're just like, nope, this is not interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a big dumpster fire, pretty much, because as much fanfare as the Ascension have coming in, they get snuffed out by DX. Now, some people, I would say sometimes getting beat up by the established group works in your favor. Like when the Wyatt family jobbed out to the rock and his flamethrower at WrestleMania. Right. Okay. Some people say the rock came in and buried Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. I think that's a put over job because nobody was hurt moving forward. Mm-hmm. This had the opportunity to be a making moment for mm-hmm. the Ascension. Mm-hmm. Instead, they use DX in a burial sense. And they snuff out the Ascension. Right. Like, we. I'm just trying to collect my thoughts because... You've got this tag team, and they come in with a lot of hype, and then each week, you take a little bit, you take a bite out of the bunny. Thank you, Uncle Joe. You take a bite out of the bunny. Every week, their star dims just a little bit more. And you're trying to build them, but you're actually doing more harm than good. And then it culminates with this DX thing. And, like, what did they think was going to happen like, oh, yeah, they're going to look great after they get beat up by DX. No. Like, what if the assumption had ruined 
the Legends Night or whatever it was this time to pop a rating? What if they came out and they ruined it and the Legends actually showed some sort of vulnerability perhaps? And then we have these heels moving forward because they took away the Legends reunion that we wanted to see. And if you absolutely must, DX can get their heat back by helping them, helping out a new tag team finally beat the assumption. Right. Now, but no. Right. Now, the Ascension do eventually beat the Outlaws and get their heat back. But it should have been the other way around. Right. Who wants to see the heels chase the good guys to like beat them after they've already been beaten down? Like it's totally backwards. It is. It is. And that's kind of like the story of the Ascension getting called up. It's a step forward and then like three steps back. The debut the, the debut itself is solid. I mean, plenty of promo hype. They go on a bit of a winning streak to start, and then they run into DX. I wouldn't necessarily give the debut a big green check mark, but it's definitely not an X-worthy appearance either. It's very just like it is. So last week we talked about a check, a check mark that like starts in the middle of the box, dips down past the bottom of the box into the next box. And then the line works its way up to the top of the box above. Mm-hmm. This is a check that like perfectly just fills the box you're checking. Bare minimum. Like it starts at one point, left point, middle line, bottom point, middle of the line. And then the swoop of the check goes into the corner of the box. It's a check you're so checking. small that you could easily turn it into an X. Yeah, like if you messed up, you could easily, ah, and then just put a line through the other one. Or nobody like, would know. They wouldn't be any wiser. You just initial next to it so you know. You can validate that that's actually the real the real McCoy. Like, that's what's going on. And so, that's the debut. The rest of their year, not so great. I mean, it's it's up and down and up and down, and they're like... They're having losing streaks and they eventually like find their way into the tag team elimination chamber match, but more so because they need teams and they're a team. Right. Um, but then it feels like after that point, the Ascension finds something again in Stardust. Mm-hmm. Now, Stardust, uh, old three star, three star Dust General Cody, um, TM Joe Sposto. Yeah, well, I kind of, I kind of change it a little bit, but okay. uh, Stardust. Nobody's like nobody's clamoring for more Stardust stuff, but at the time, Stardust was almost refreshing it was a character yeah because we have so many dudes running around that are just dudes right right so it's a character it's refreshing yes and especially with the partnership with the ascension and cody as stardust as the cosmic wasteland 
I had never been more excited about the Assumption since their NXT days. Yeah, because they finally got something. Like, here's something you can work with. They could do six-man tags. They can do tag teams. They can they can just be on the outside and be menacing. Uh, there's lots of options for the Assumption. And groups usually get a okay amount of consistent TV time week to week. Right. And it's... It's just crazy that this this group lasts as long as it does. Um, but unfortunately, it goes away. Um, Poof. Yeah, it goes away in May of 2016 when Cody leaves the company. That's it. Now... Mind you, our time period for the first year is December to December. Mm -hmm. But even so, even if we're not saying that the group gets disbanded before then, I still don't think there's really anything noteworthy good. They have been completely, and this is no fault of of theirs, they've been completely inconsequential. Right. You could have called up any old team. Right. You could have put any two dudes in face paint, and it would have been just the same. Unfortunately, though, the NXT or NXT wasn't chock full of tag teams. And it goes back to a point that's been made numerous times about WWE in general. WWE is not a tag team company. They don't do tag teams. Not really. Case, case in point, look at the tag teams on television right now. We got a father-son combination. We've got an established tag team. And we've got two singles dudes partnered together as tag champions on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then the Alpha Academy, which is two singles dudes. Mm-hmm. Who they took away from two tag teams. Pretty much. On Raw, you've got a mashed together tag team. A, 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 a Hall of Famer and his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. An established tag team. And two singles guys. Hmm. And then talk about the NXT women's division, the women's tag team division, and how they're on top with Team Shania, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and like that. Those SmackDown or those women's tag team titles have been snake bit since since the start. Well, I wouldn't say since the start, but I'd say at least since. Our next topic loses oh, the titles. Dog, oh, don't get me started. Ah, so uh, oh. putting a nice little bow on the ascension. Mm. I hate to do this to them, but the ascension is bad place. They're the goodest of good place before NXT, but afterwards, they're like fair to Midland. They are ruined. Ruined. They are ruined. And I don't blame them. 
they still they were fine. They even have a spot where they go back to NXT and they still got it. It's perfectly fine. So I'm with you. I, you got to give them a, a red X here. This is a no go. This uh, a complete waste. Disappointing, a letdown, a bamboozlement, a a waste of riches, were the ascension. Yes, the assumption. And I hate I hate to do it. I hate to do it to him, but yeah, we we call spades spades here. That's right. Which leads me and us to our next topic on the women's division side. Hayden Royce, Billy Kay, the originally iconic duo. Uh-huh. Now the iconic. Oi. And ah. yeah. Ah. Ah. So let's talk about their hype before. Yes. Um it was a slow burn. Yes, it was. And this is, they're really starting to come up. Uh, I believe this, 2016, going into 2017. So, like, we're talking the, this is like prime NXT. Everything is like a five star match. Everybody is an established independent act, an established indie superstar. And they are coming up in, even though they were independent talents from Australia, all that good stuff, and have history and shimmer, and they weren't, they weren't Candice LeRae, right? Um, they weren't even an Ember Moon. They didn't have the U.S. buzz. Um, you know, Australia was very, and still is very neglected as far as their independent scene and the abilities of a lot of the town over there. Uh, so, like... They're also like NXT is really becoming this place now where it's less about the characters, more about the wrestling, as opposed to what we just covered with the assumption. It's more about the characters and there's good wrestling. It's completely swung to like, give us five star matches. Marcus just got oh, so excited. He just messed with the internet connection in his house. I want to see the match. They. <laughs> Like he just got so excited and he messed with the internet connection in his house. Go ahead. Go ahead and dump on him some more, JR. What'd I say? What was as soon as you started talking about how NXT wants everybody to have five-star matches, you got shielded. Oh, I got shielded. All right. Well, NXT wants everybody to have five-star matches, right? The Iconics aren't here for your five-star matches. They're here for your five-star entertainment segments. And that stood out like a sore thumb in NXT. And I thought it, it stood out in a good way. Now, there was definitely some growing pains because they tried Billy Kay as a solo where she's like this femme fatale. And like, maybe I'm a little bit biased here. Like, I can't say I know her, but like I had been around her previously just a little bit. And I was like, that's not anything close to the person that like I met. Like, you could tell there is a personality here that is being suppressed because they're trying to make Charlotte 2.0 down here. And like, this is the new template. Um, but then like they finally put the two together, they give them a microphone, give them a little bit of time. 
And these two start making magic happen. I think the first iconic thing that like really stands out for me is I can't remember if it was a takeover or what it was, but like they had won or slash taken the NXT like year end awards mm-hmm. and they just ran with it all over social media and they ran with it on like the pre-show to whatever show was going on. Yep. And that was like, okay, this, this is, this is a TV act. They're ready to go. This is fantastic. Yep. So that was the pre-show to NXT takeover San Antonio. That's why they pay you the big buckaroos, buddy. Yep. So they become the breakout tag team or the breakout stars of the year for 2016 or for 2017 rather. Um, and um, like they just, they took over the award show. Like anytime somebody won an award, they're right up in people's faces, like telling them how they like, how they won an award and their award's not as good as anyone else's award. <laughs> now, mind you, they win it against Andrade, Ember Moon, No Way Jose, and the entire group of Sanity. Yeah. An excess of riches. And let's look at where all of them are right now. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Gone. Poppy Cien. Gone. Ember Moon. Back in NXT. No Way Jose. Gone. Eric Young. Gone. Alexander Wolf is a vaulter. Sawyer Fulton is gone. Gone. Nikki Cross. Missing on milk cartons. And this is before, this is back when it was Madman Fulton and not Killian Dane mm-hmm. in the group. Um, so Peyton and Billy win the breakout star of the year and they're on this crusade of like great character work. Like they were never a team that was going to, or never a group that was going to win. And that was how they were going to win you over. Right. They weren't going to win you over with work rate. Like that's the way that everybody in NXT was going, right? I need to have this five-star classic. And it wasn't them. Like they were going to win you over with consistent promo time, being entertaining I just I can't say enough good things about them, and you know I'm biased because maybe I would do some crimes for Billy Kay just to you know hang out or something. You have to think in the landscape of NXT at the time, your main event stars, you've got Nakamura, Joe, Finn Balor, all wrestlers, wrestlers. That's heavy. Oscar is heavy. Holding, got a stranglehold on the main event women's side, the tag teams, you've got the alphas, the revival, the authors of pain, DIYs on the come up. And so with all that heavy wrestling having, and I'm stealing, I'm stealing you or stealing from you from this, but like 
WWE's answer to the the wicked stepsisters. Like Cinderella's stepsisters, like that is them. Yes. Without question. And it works. And they get a buzz on social media and they are gone from NXT uh, near the tail end of 2017 uh, in like October ish time. And they're gone. Just poof. Without a trace. And of course, we all know when you're gone from NXT, it's only a matter of time before you show up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So the hype leading into their debut, we're all just waiting for it. Anyone who's like smart to the Iconics, they're all, we're all just sitting on our hands, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Peyton and Billy to show up. So to me, the hype of them coming into the main roster, big green check mark. Same. I feel like NXT does this so well. Same. And for me, the hype was, or the hype is a big green check mark because they were not an NXT act. Like they didn't fit the mold. They right. were a TV act. They were a quote unquote main roster act that just so happened to kind of be stuck in NXT until they got called up. They didn't need to be in NXT. I'm sure they learned a lot and all that good stuff. Right. But like they didn't need to be in NXT in that environment, trying to put on great matches, blah, blah, blah. Match. They needed to be on shows where they would have their personalities and their promo abilities highlighted. And that's the main roster. And that was this God run of SmackDown. Right. And so we get to the most exciting night of the year in the wrestling fans mind. It's not WrestleMania. It's the raw and SmackDown after. And we're on the SmackDown side. We're on the blue brand. And this is WrestleMania 33? Ye, uh, 32? 33. No. They got called up in 2018, so Charlotte, that's after 34. Charlotte had just won the women's title from Asuka. That's 34. Okay. So you might have even been in Australia for this. I was in Australia for this. Oi. Oi, ah. mate. Hey, where are you? Um, actually, I might have been flying home okay. during this. Um, ah. Just ah. just missed him. And, Oi. Uh, oh, oh, ah. Ah. And, um, <laughs> and Charlotte Flair's in the middle of the ring thanking Asuka, cutting this promo. Talking about her Psalms, talking about her Proverbs. Talking about John 316 and the Iconics debut. Brother, that music hits. The Rocket place goes Buster. banana. Rocket Buster. And they they take go right to Charlotte. Yeah, and they actually should know they debut with some physicality. Yeah. 
They beat up Charlotte. Beat up Charlotte. They ran her down on the mic. Yeah. The only thing that was a bit off, and, and we I think we can agree to this, or we can agree on this. The only thing that was off about the Iconics package at the beginning was Peyton doing her impressions of people. Yeah, it was like <sighs> it felt like it felt it like it felt like somebody told her how to do the impression and she had to do the impression of somebody doing an impression of somebody else mm-hmm. as opposed to her just doing the impression of who she's impersonating. She has to like include the middle person involved. That's what it felt like. Right, it's like how most people like who's a wrestler? Who's a wrestler that everybody has an impression of? Macho Man. But everybody's impression of Macho Man is Bruce Pritchard's impression of Macho Man. Right, or Cornette, right? Everybody's yeah. impression is Bruce Pritchard's impression. Right, and nobody has like their own like everybody's dusty. Everybody's everybody's dusty is, is Bruce Pritchard's dusty. It's all the same. And so you're, you're just, you're not doing it organically, but even then, like it came across as like a very, cause they weren't doing the impression stuff in NXT. Really? No, it felt like somebody in WWE had the genius decision. You know what? It'll get you guys over impersonation, but not authentic one. Yeah, you're just gonna be bad at him. <laughs> like, no. And so, with all that said, I think that they debut is great. You go after the big fish in the big pond. Mm-hmm. You put the boots to them, and you're set. Unfortunately, they're not like fully set. Boy. Yeah, they're uh. They're floundering for a lot. Yeah. But luckily for them, they do much like what they did in NXT. They get over on the internet. Yes. And some of the the greatest stuff is stuff that never made TV. The Hey Kayla stuff. The Hey Kayla stuff. The all the stuff with Kayla. And ah, did you go to journalism school for that? <laughs> and Billy Kay just turning it on. You gotta be joking me. And like all of that stuff is just keeping them relevant. Yes. Like it's keeping them in people's heads. Right. It's all stuff they're doing after they lose TV matches. Right. And it's just getting out there on Twitter. Yeah. It's getting out there on YouTube. And that's how they're they're keeping their buzz, and they're getting her. They're getting more over her. And so we get towards the tail end of their rookie year. Mm-hmm. They're in the Royal Rumble to nothing. They're challenging for the women's tag titles now that they're a thing. Um, they're a women's tag team. They need to find the first tag champions so they're kind of involved in that shuffle 
to crown the first champion. And unfortunately they lose to the uh, Boston hug connection. Ugh. That's your favorite tag team in the history of the world. It's not my favorite tag team. What? You don't like Mercedes and Pam? Leave Pam out of this. Oh, so you're just here for, you're just here for Sasha. Uh, gotcha. Did you know that Sasha Banks' favorite wrestler of all time is Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. WWE Hall of Famer Eddie Guerrero. But it's Peyton's too, and you'd never know. You would never know. No matter how but hard she tries. But it is Sasha Banks' favorite wrestler of all time. It's her dad, actually. <laughs> Shout out to Pod Van Dam. Yes. Pod Van Dam. Pod Van Dam. Can't wait to see them boys at Real Rumble Friday and Saturday. Um, Bring the babies. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Or don't. There's still a <laughs> pandemic going. Don't bring the babies. Don't bring the ba- Unless they're wearing masks. Put babies don't need masks. Don't put them. Don't, don't bring the babies. Don't, don't, don't mask them. Don't. Wait. Don't. Just. Le- to quote Dave Chappelle, you better not bring your kids. <laughs> um, so we get to. Like where we think. The Iconics are just going to kind of fall off. Yeah. They're an also ran in this tag team match at WrestleMania. It's yep. the Boston Hug Connection. It's the Divas of Doom. It's mm-hmm. Beth Phoenix and Natalia. It's Nia and Tamina, right? Yeah, Nia and Tamina. And? And then it's the, the Iconics. Iconics. And it's a great match. It is. It's so good. It's such a good match. And just when we think that Beth Phoenix and Natalia are about to win the deal. Billy gets rid of one of them. Peyton rolls up Pam. And you feel the roar, the bubbling from the crowd. Like this is going to happen. They're going to do it. One, two. Three, and literally in a year of debuting, the Iconics have become the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And at that, this might be skipping forward a little bit, but this is basically the end of their year. Um, I don't even remember when they lost the tag team titles. I tried to block that out because it's such a bad decision to take the belts off them. Like they should still be women tag team champions to this day, to this day, this day. Uh, they lose them in August. They were without question. The greatest WWE women's tag team champions of all time. You throw NXT to NXT belts in there, whatever belt you want to throw in there. The greatest they're the greatest female tag team in WWE. And I'll go one further. You ready for this? Yep. They are the greatest WWE tag team since the turn of the century. Since the year 2000. The Iconics are the best tag team, the best act the WWE has had. And they ruined it. Why? Are we there yet? Is this the part? Go ahead. I just don't understand. Why? Why would you split them up? 
For what? For who? Not for any of us. To try to... Nobody was asking for the Iconics to split up. Nobody wanted to see that. The money is them as an act. Especially since you've proven that with acts like The Shield and the Wyatt family, and most notably The New Day, that you can keep acts together longer than a year and they can be a main event act. You don't have to just separate one person and have them be the main eventer. Those days are gone. The business has evolved. Fans' understanding has evolved. Money is money. Right. Kofi Kingston won the WWE title. Yes. While he was with the New Day. Yes. Adjustments definitely made. Yes. New Day weren't out there for all his title defenses, but he's still in the New Day. Yes. If you really wanted to push one of the Iconics as a solo as a solo star, could you not just have the other person be out there at ringside? No. I mean, that's what they told me. Didn't they do it with the Bellas? No. They're related. Oi! They're twins. They're, ah! the, they're the same person. Until one of them got surgery. They were the same person until one person looked different. Not well, I, I'm... You're not going to pop me. I, I think I already did. But that's a good point. They don't look the same anymore. Regardless of that. Uh, once again, an embarrassment of spoiled riches. All you had to do was take three, four, five minutes out of your three, two, two-hour programs. However many programs you got, Super Brawl Saturday, and just give me, give everybody a couple minutes of the Iconics, man, and print the money. Somebody take the money. It was a mountain of money. You got the Iconic shirt. I know you bought it. I did. I love that shirt. I already bought the poster. Yeah. I already bought the pay-per-view. Yeah. So there. Take that. Ha. Ah. And they ruined it. They, for no good reason, they split up definitely the greatest female tag team they had. And if you're going to have these tag team belts, why why have them? And, of course, we know the reason is just to showcase two more, two more solo women, which is exactly what they've been other than when they were on the Iconics. It's exactly what the, what the belts have been. Mm-hmm. They're going to do great. They're going to thrive wherever they go, whatever they decide to do. Billy Kay, probably too good for the wrestling business. I hope I hope they do a live casting. I think they are doing a live, a live uh, Disney version of Cinderella. And I hope they get casted as the stepsisters. And I hope they get that Disney money for the rest of their lives. And they never have to work again. I feel like you just have so much more to say. And that's why I'm just not saying anything. Because I can see it in your eyes. I just, <sighs> Go ahead. Just let it out. We're in the trust tree. I, I told you we were in the trust tree when we started. Everything's fine. It's just us. Nobody else is listening. Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It didn't, it didn't make sense then. It doesn't make any sense now. You could have just put them back together. Like, oh, what's the value in them? I don't know. Maybe it's a super successful tag team. If you check Especially- the YouTube numbers, you check the Twitter numbers. Put them back together. Especially after Lacey Evans gets pregnant. 
Right. Need to call an audible. Get the two Connex back together. Yeah, line them up. Chelsea Green. I think she said she had this great idea of coming in as like the third iconic. That would have been brilliant. That would have been like the beautiful people with uh, Madison Rain. Yeah. Uh, this goes to show. It goes to prove. They still wrestling wrestling as a whole. Where you talk WWE, AEW, whatever. Independence. All guilty. Equality is not just giving women the belts and saying, here, you got tag team belts now. You got solo belts now. Equality. That's not, it's not equality. You need to start telling stories away from the titles. Start telling stories. Start developing these characters. Keep histories going. They, and they, they, they just won't do it. And I think that's partly why the iconic suffered because like we said, ultimately, once again, NXT did so well, right? Hide their weakness. They're not five-star match people. That's not to say that they can't wrestle. Not to say they can't wrestle. Not at all. But their strengths are as characters and being entertainment. They are the E in WWE. They are, they are actually all three letters of WWE. They are world, they are wrestling, and they are entertainment. They, they come from Australia, a different part of the world. They, they can wrestle, and they entertain, right? Capital E, they entertain. That's their strongest boom, pocket is the E. And they split them up. The resume stuff was so over. And you know what? She was actually overqualified for everything that she was applying for. Anytime she bugs somebody, she's actually overqualified. Is there anything more relatable than Billy Kay being overqualified, passing out her resume, and getting denied? No. That is so relatable. She should have she should be why like I'm very happy that Adam Pierce has found a landing spot in WWE backstage and on screen. Long time coming. Great for Adam Pierce. I, I enjoy seeing him across my WWE programming. I'm very happy for Sonya Deville also being in some kind of authoritative role. Good for her. Billy Kay should be the GM or whatever of SmackDown. You know how fun that would have been, even if it only lasted for three months? Right. Why was she not the GM of SmackDown? She was able to take her resume all the way to the top. Oi. And become the GM of SmackDown. Yeah. Hey. In a pandemic era, do we real like? I don't know, man. I, they check all the green boxes. They and check all, of them. and they're good place. And they're good place. And and, and I out of line. I can't like, wait for Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay to show up wherever they show up, and prove that the WWE was wrong. Cause I'll watch wherever they go. I will watch. Yes. I'm just waiting. Hey, I'll go. Whatever. I'll watch. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Nature. Nature. Can I watch? <laughs> Maybe not as, not as fuel nature boy fueled up as <laughs> you're alluding to, but I'm, I'm very much ready for, to, to see what uh, the Iconics have uh, 
in store. Uh, Tim, I think we, I think we got a bigger decision on our hands. Sure. Because right? we got the assumption. We want to do that after the break. Put them in their final wrestling. Ain't no place, breaks, so man. We already. There ain't no breaks, man. All the breaks. Okay. So the assumption. Bad place. I think year. I think the assumption is bad place first year. The iconics. They're good place. Good place. Because eventually, like they built up to being the champions. Right within the year. Yeah, and like and they, they had, they were very middling, but they were always on the minds of people. Yes. Lucky this is just the first year. Because if we weren't doing just the first year of the Iconics, the two Conics as you coined them, I think we'd have a larger discussion on our hands, sir. Two Conics together as an act? I'll go Good Place Hall of Fame. Good Place Hall of Fame. Good Place Hall of Fame. Okay. Those are the cards I'm willing to bring to the table. Okay. But maybe that's for another time. That's a different... We're just talking first year, Good Place. Yeah. First year, good place. First year, good place. Uh, the Ascension's bad place. Of course, leave your thoughts. Let your thoughts uh, be known to us on the Twitter at Final Place Pod, Final Wrestling Place at gmail.com. Um, let us know where you think the Ascension and the Iconics reside in their first years. Um, with that said, moving on, uh, do you have any good place, bad place moments of the century of the week? I know we talked about the wedding, but is there anything extra? This uh my good place, bad place. Um uh my good place moment of the week was actually uh a little heads up I received on the Twitter about a, a Vader figure being back in stock. And uh my good place moment of the week is actually my purchase this week. I ended up buying the Vader figure. Nice. And I got to get some sort of theme to my collection because uh, I had a conversation with Uncle Joe and he told me if I didn't get my collection, if I didn't have some kind of method to my madness, it's it was going to overrun. Madness. Yeah. And uh, I chose violence. Like I, I realize I have no theme to my collection. And so like right now I kind of have a broad theme. I don't think I have any figures past other than friends. I don't have any figures past like 2002 so i'm like is that the cutoff like wwf turns to wwe is that my cutoff get the f out but everything in between is fair game but after but in that case the big van vader figure is not in that with wcw he's between the years of like 85 to 02 but not this vader you're talking about buying stuff. Oh, you're talking. You're only buying people pre get the f out. Yeah. Okay. Like they're yeah yeah. I thought you were like I'm only buying stuff that's that's after the f. No 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 no. Okay. Pre f. Pre pre f out. Current f. Current f's hard f's. Hard f's. No whoa no 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 edit that one out no not hard f's no. no I feel no, like no. this is where you drop in a Magnum TA sound bite. Cousin, brother, <laughs> whatever he is. Hey, what's this? <laughs> um, so my bad place moment of the week, it's actually a little comedy. It's very tongue in cheek. So Megan has 
Megan is a crafty one. She's very crafty. She was making resin molds. She is doing like diamond paintings. And lately she's picked up crochet. Okay. And she has done, she's done a great bit of crochet around the house. You know, she's crocheting these animals. She started with like a T-Rex, a little baby T-Rex. And that thing got some thick legs on it. Boar approved. She Mm -hmm. did a triceratops. She's done a hippo. She's done a... A hip-hop? She's done a little hamster. Oh. And she just recently did a possum. Now, here's where we get into the bad place portion of the of the, the deal. So the pattern she has for the possum puts the possum from start to finish like four and a half feet long. That's like a carnival prize. It's bigger than an actual possum. <laughs> it's bigger than our dog. It can stand on its own. Eventually, it'll start paying taxes. (laughs) I just heard it ate my dinner. So she has made this gigantic crochet possum that is just going to... As soon as I'm done with the podcast, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go out. I'm going to leave the office, and I'm going to go down the hallway to go to the bathroom, and the possum's going to stick me up in the hallway. (laughs) Like, what am I supposed to do? How can I live with this giant possum? Play possum. Like, I, let me set. You have your phone near you? Yeah. Let me send you a picture of this possum. Maybe this will make uh, good content for uh, at Final Place Pod. Oh, it might. And there's the picture of the possum. Wow. See it's the tail? See the tail at the end? Be used for a weeping. It is a weeping. It's a lethal weeping. Steve Black Possum. Can you crochet like little kendo sticks? She probably nunchucks. Oh no! You better get into another softcore match. (laughs) It's for you when you go down the hallway. Nah, man, I need scissors. That possum's asking you for five dollars for bathroom tags. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Do you accept credit card? I ain't got it then either. But yeah, this possum is out of control. It's adorable. We're giving it away to a friend. But oh, like, but just watching her just build this monstrosity. I'm just like, my possum-like God. like structure. Oh. <laughs> like she also made like a giant um, jellyfish. Like a crochet jellyfish. Okay. And that's okay because, like, giant like jellyfish can be big. This they also is, need to be in water. So it's like, okay, you're not really. You're not real. This, yeah. <laughs> this is like a scarecrow for possums. Just sit it out <laughs> and it just stay away, possum. Not whatever noise a possum makes. The hiss. I guess. Like I don't know. Really I ain't never met a possum. I guess I have this possum here. But uh, yeah, it's a good place, bad place combo deal. Ain't much really going on. 
Uh, I just know that in less than five days, I will be fully immune. That's all right. I'm getting my second, as, as, as Adam Van would like to say, I'm getting my second shot of immortality. <laughs> I'm ready to get it. Um, I'll be the second person in the house to get it. I'm excited. Uh, and then ready for real rumble weekend. It is the weekend of the year. Of the Unless there is another one of this year. the we. <laughs> Are you telling me that it's the end of the world as we know it? Could be. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to real Rumble weekend. Yeah. Uh, for many a reason, but mostly uh, for the money I'm good. I mean, mostly for <laughs> the camaraderie <laughs> and the friendships uh, and getting to see people I haven't seen and dag on close to a year. And uh, anytime I'm with you is a good time. And. Uh, yeah. Meeting up with the Pine Van Dam. Yeah, the Pine Van Dam boys, the We Need Wrestling boys, of course, the At Odds boys. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Whoever's going to be at the Real Rumble, Real Rumble Friday and Saturday, May 21st, 22nd, in the Mahoning Drive In. Can't wait to see you. Love to, love to see you. Come by, let us know you enjoy the podcast. If you got any topics for us, throw it to us live there. Um, but other than that, other than heavyweights and real rumble, you got anything else going on before we can wrap this sucker up? Sure. Don't you going to tell me who the surprise is? Sure. Won't. Okay. Sure. Maybe I'll ask after we're done here. $300 to quote Joe's post. No, I'm not sending three guys from nowhere at gmail.com. Any $300. You could tell me something. No, I'll ask you later. All right. But uh, this has been Final Wrestling Place, care of the soon to be named network, uh, at STBN Network on Twitter, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. It's your home for this and many other podcasts like the ones we've named Add Out to Wrestling with Joe and Adam, We Need Wrestling with DJ and Brett, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Argument, uh, The Mothership, Longbox Heroes, and Longbox Heroes After Dark. Porch talk, all the great stuff. Uh, you like your podcast networks a little bit of variety at STBN Network on Twitter is your spot. A huge shout out to our third man, David Kincannon, the Wiki, the Jingle Meister, the soon to be named network, and specifically us. Uh, we love Sneaker David. Dean. Sneaker Dean. Yeah, forget about Sneaker Dean. Still ain't get my Jordans yet. I'm debating now on getting a making, I'm chasing my first pair of Jordans. It's my, my thing, and I'm not sure. I want my first pair to be the Space Jams. But I feel like I need to have a, a backup thought in my pocket for the first pair of J's. Yeah. Because the Space Jams are just so hard to get a hold of. Um, so I am thinking about possibly making them the Jordan 4s. I got to look at pictures. Yeah. They're not like super clean like the ones. They're the ones that have like the triangles with the mesh on them. Jordan, okay. The Jordan fours. Those are cool. Yeah. So I'm thinking about getting into that, but I owed I owed to Wiki my first pair of J's. He's been trying to get me into the J market, so I'll get him eventually. I still need to find a way a reason to break out these uh these Mario 64 Pumas that I bought, they're still sitting in a box. They're still in the box. 
Oh, I was going to say, I haven't seen them. Yeah, because I ain't had a reason to bust them out. All right. Everything going on, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to get them out and get them all dirty. Yuck. Why would you buy shoes to get them to wear them and get them dirty? Ugh. Um, but of course, a big thank you to the wiki who who's responsible for the sound clips you hear for this podcast, all the others on the soon to be named network. Uh, and our other podcast, Viewer's Choice, at VC on North South on Twitter, where we break down in real time every AEW, NXT, and WWE pay-per-view. We're going to be busy this month, Marcus. We got two. We got two. Next week, we're covering WrestleMania Easter, uh, <laughs> Re- WrestleMania Backlash, and then the end of the month. I gotta look right now to see if I gotta if I gotta write a, a strongly worded letter to Tony Khan. It's all out, right? It's a Sunday. Is it really? Sure. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's a Sunday again. Don't tell me that. All out. All out. 2021. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's a double or nothing. May double, 30. Double that's a Sunday. Uh, that is three Sundays from now. Yeah. I may see if we can do that one together, maybe. Mm. See if we can swing that with the boss. Okay. See what we can do. But um, So catch us on uh, at BC on North South for our live reactions to WrestleMania backlash and double or nothing, uh, double or nothing, 100% capacity at Daly's place. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Final wrestling place. Final wrestling place. And uh, other than that, there's other podcasts that are out there. A shout out to our friends over at the A Show going through their tournament of champions. Uh, soon to be named network is three for four, three out of three so far. Unfortunately, Joe and Adam are going at odds with each other uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, Winner soon to face the dude because I mean, I mean, I'm just prognosticating at this point. Uh, But a shout out to the A Show, Uh, shout out to Pod Van Dam, shout out to Three Count Thursday, and all we gotta do is tell the people goodbye. Marcus, tell those people goodbye. Boy. <laughs> Bye boys.